Hello there. My name is Father John Harrison. I am Rector Superior of St. John Newman Residence at Stella Maris in Timonium, Maryland. At the first reading of today's Gospel passage, which is from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 17 to 19, it might be said that this is the most astonishing statement that Jesus made in the whole Sermon on the Mount. In this statement, Jesus lays down the eternal character of the law. Again and again, Jesus broke what the Jews called the law. He did not observe the hand washings that the law laid down. He healed sick people on the Sabbath, although the Lord forbade these such healings. He was in fact condemned and crucified as a lawbreaker, and yet here he seems to speak of the law with a veneration and a reverence that no rabbi or Pharisee could exceed. The smallest letter, the letter which the King James Version calls the jot, was the Hebrew letter yod. In form, it looked like an apostrophe, not even a letter much bigger than a dot was to pass away. The smallest part of a letter, which King James Version calls the tittle, is what we call the seraph, the little projecting part at the foot of a letter. The little line at each side of the foot, for example, the letter T or the letter I. Jesus seems to lay it down that the law is so sacred that not the smallest detail of it will ever pass away. Some people have been so puzzled by this saying that they have come to the conclusion that Jesus could not have said it. They have suggested that since Matthew is the most Jewish of the Gospels, and since Matthew wrote it especially to convince the Jews, this is a saying which Matthew puts in Jesus' mouth, and that this is not a saying of Jesus at all. But that is a weak argument. For this is a saying which is indeed so unlikely that no one could have invented it. It is so unlikely a saying that Jesus must have said it, and when we come to see what it really means, we will see that it is inevitable that Jesus should have said it. The Jews used the expression the law in four different ways. First, they used it to mean the Ten Commandments. Second, they used it to mean the first five books of the Bible, that part of the Bible which is known as the Pentateuch, which literally means the five rolls, was to the Jew a law par excellence and was to them by far the most important part of the Bible. Third, they used the phrase the law and the prophets to mean the whole of Scripture, they used it as a comprehensive description of what we would call the whole Old Testament. And fourth, they used it to mean the oral or scribal law. In the time of Jesus, it was the last meaning which was the commonest, and it was, in fact, this scribal law which both Jesus and Paul so utterly condemned. What then was this scribal law? In the Old Testament itself, we find very few rules and regulations. What we do find are great, 
broad principles which a man must himself take and interpret under God's guidance and apply to the individual situations in life. In the Ten Commandments, we find no rules or regulations at all. They are each one of them great principles out of which a man must find his own rules for life. To the latter Jews, the, to, the la, to the later Jews, these great principles did not seem enough. They held that the law was divine and that in it God had said his last word and that therefore everything must be in it. If a thing was not in the law explicitly, it must be there implicitly for every possible situation in life. So there arose a race of men called the scribes who made it the business of their lives to reduce the great principles of the law to literally thousands upon thousands of rules and regulations. We may see this best in action. The law lays down that the Sabbath day is to be kept holy and that on it no work is to be done. That is a great principle. But the Jewish legalists had a passion for definition. So they asked, what is work? All kinds of things are classified as work. For instance, to carry a burden on the Sabbath day is to work. But next, to, next a burden has to be defined. So the scribal law lays it down that a burden is food equal in weight to a dried fig, enough wine for mixing in a goblet, milk for one swallow, honey enough to put upon a wound, oil enough to anoint a small member, water enough to moisten an eye salve, paper enough to write a customs house notice, ink enough to write two letters of the alphabet, read enough to make a pen, and so on endlessly. So they spent endless hours arguing whether a man could or could not lift a lamp from one place to another on the Sabbath, whether a tailor committed a sin if he went out with a needle in his robe, another on a Sabbath, whether a tailor committed a sin with a needle in his robe, whether a tailor, whether a woman might wear a brooch or false hair, or even a man might go out on the Sabbath with artificial teeth or artificial limb, if a man might lift his child on the Sabbath day. These things to them was the essence of religion. Their religion was a legalism of petty rules and regulations. To heal was to work on a Sabbath. Obviously, this had to be defined. Healing was allowed when there was danger to life, and especially in troubles of the ear, nose, and throat. But even then, steps could be taken only to keep the patient from becoming worse. No steps might be taken to make him get any better. So a plain language, a plain bandage, might be put on a wound, but no ointment. Plain wadding could, might be put into a sore ear, but not medicated wadding. The scribes were men who worked out these rules and regulations. The Pharisees, whose name means the separated ones, were the men who had separated themselves from all the ordinary activities of life to keep all these rules and regulations. We can see the length to which this, this went on from the following facts. From many generations, this scribal law was never written down. 
It was oral law, and it was handed down in the memory of generations of scribes. In the middle of the 3rd century AD, a summary of it was made and codified. This summary is known as the Mishnah. It contains 63 tractates on various subjects of the law, and in English makes a book of almost 800 pages. Later, Jewish scholarship busied itself with making commentaries to explain the Mishnah. These commentaries are known as the Talmuds. Of the Jerusalem Talmud, there are 12 printed volumes, and of the Babylonian Talmud, there are 60 printed volumes. In the strict, to the strict Orthodox Jew in the time of Jesus, religion serving God was a matter of keeping thousands of legalistic rules and regulations. They regarded these petty rules and regulations in literally matters of life and death and eternal destiny. Clearly, Jesus did not mean that not one of these rules and regulations was to pass away. Repeatedly, he broke them himself, and repeatedly he condemned them. That is certain, certainly not what the Jesus meant by the law, for that is the kind of law that both Jesus and Paul condemned. This is just a little bit of what our gospel is indicating for us today. May God bless you and have a great day.